Welcome to the Quo, a community of challengers, disruptors, and changemakers. I'm your host, Pyle Patel. Join me as I dive into stories at the intersection of gender, race, and social and economic issues. This podcast series spotlights individuals from various industries, disciplines, and walks of life who are challenging the status quo. Through interesting and thought-provoking conversations, the quote aims to elevate the voices and stories of endeavoring change agents in hopes of empowering communities and inspiring meaningful change within our society through education, advocacy, and the power of storytelling. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Quo. So earlier this month, we talked with our guest, Dr. K, about anxiety, how symptoms of anxiety might manifest in someone, ways to cope with anxiety, and how to shift the narrative we often tell ourselves from negative to positive. We mentioned then that this would be a two-part series in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, which is observed annually in May. And so we're back for part two, which will be focused on depression. A lot of folks may conflate the two, anxiety and depression, but they are different in many ways and they do require different approaches and coping mechanisms. So Dr. K is going to dive into that and walk us through that among some other relevant topics. But first, he's going to guide us through a helpful exercise based on the feedback we received from you, our viewers and listeners. So with that, join me in welcoming back Dr. K author, meditation instructor, and mindfulness practitioner. Hey, Dr. K. How are you? Hi, Pyle. How are you doing? Great. It's great to have you back. Thank you so much for joining us again for uh, part two of this series. Um, I understand that you are going to kick this off with um, some helpful techniques. And so with that, I want to turn it over to you to dive right in. Okay. Excellent. And the way I'm thinking of doing this file is first, let's do a breathing exercise. Um, I always believe it's important to do a quick intervention when you start feeling depressed or you start feeling anxious. And breathing is one really powerful way of doing that. And then we can try one of the meditations, uh, which is a favorite. I think you like this one also, the blessing meditation. Then let's spend the last, uh, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes. Let's talk about some Q&A and approaches like that. Does that work for you? Sounds great. Let's do it. So let's first start off. And again, if you're driving or walking, please pull over, sit down just for the next five, 10 minutes. And then when we start talking, you can drive and listen. And I hope that this is a podcast. You'll come back and listen again. So the first one I wanted to show you is the share the screen. So can you see my screen? With the inhale and exhale? I cannot see it, no. You see it now? No, not yet. Okay, let me try this again. And for those who are tuning in. I know what it means. It needs the sound and then share. There we go. And those of you who are tuning in and listening, um, the exercise and the visuals will be made available um, at a link that we will share at the end of the show. So look out for that. And if you're tuning in through a visual platform, you'll be able to see um, the presentation that Dr. K has put together for us. Excellent. Can you see the screen? 
file now? Um, yes, there we go. Do you see the exhale and inhale? I can. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a quick two-minute breathing exercise. So, Pyle, I would just want you to follow the inhale. Hold. Right now, you hold the breath. Exhale. That is, blow through your mouth like you're blowing a candle. Hold. Inhale. Four counts. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Inhale. Through your nose. Hold. Exhale. Now, all you do is in the screen, you will see an inhale and exhale. And it's a very powerful way. It's called the box breathing. And for those of you who don't have the screen right now, I'm going to say, inhale. Now hold. One, two, three, four. Exhale. Blow through your mouth gently. Hold. Inhale through your nostrils. Hold. Exhale through your mouth gently, like you're blowing a candle. Hold. And initially, it feels like uncomfortable to do it, but soon you get into a rhythm. And all you have to do is do it for a couple of minutes. And this is great for if you're in a depressed state or in a sad state, it's a good one to center yourself. Pyle, is it easy for you to follow this? It is, yeah. And uh, you know, visually, it's um, it's cool to see the uh, the inhale and exhale um, movement to guide you. Excellent. But it's it's also even if you're not looking at it, um, the counting helps as well. Excellent. So let's try five more breaths. So hold, inhale, inhale through your nostril. Hold, exhale, second cycle, hold, inhale, hold, exhale, hold, inhale. Hold, exhale, hold, inhale, hold, exhale. Awesome. So, Pyle, apart from any anxiety of following this, how does that feel for you? How do you? 
Yeah, I immediately feel centered. And honestly, this exercise is coming at a perfect time for me because I was feeling anxious prior to um, starting this episode, just dealing with things going on in my in my personal life. And so, um, you know, coming into it, I was very high strung on emotions and not feeling, you know, up to par. And so um, the breathing just really centers you and brings you back to Excellent. a mindful state. Excellent. And, you know, this is a very important um, while we somehow feel that if I have no problems in life, I'll be happy, right? There's this voice in the head saying, if this bad thing didn't happen to me, my life would be so perfect. And unfortunately, none of us can live that life, right? All of us have problems, challenges. And the first thing I'd like to suggest to people is don't come to this podcast looking to fix yourself, right? The, the, there are challenges, the inevitable challenges that come to all of us. And this meditation that I'm going to teach you helps us understand that. Understand that life always has challenges for us. And to take it from a place of calmness and peace. So I'm going to go ahead and share another slide. This is for people, especially who are watching the video. And uh, let me know, Payal, when you can see. Can you see the blessing meditation, Payal? Yes, I can. Okay. So go ahead, uh, read this with me, Payal. May I be happy and peaceful. Go ahead. May I be happy and peaceful. Go ahead. Read the May next I line. be free from fear and suffering. May I live with love and compassion. May I fully awaken and be free. Go ahead, put your palms in your heart pile as you do this mm -hmm. and repeat this sentence a couple of times. Go ahead. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be free from fear and suffering. May I live with love and compassion. May I fully awaken and be free. Okay, go ahead, close your eyes, and I'm going to read this for you. And as you read this, take time to feel that pile that is in pain, that's suffering, right? And be a compassionate friend to yourself and wish that. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be free from fear and suffering. May I live with love and compassion. May I fully awaken and be free. And this is very important to just take that time to bless yourself. And when you do that, you'll feel a sense of joy and some amount of peace. Do you feel a little bit of joy or peace somewhere in you as you do this pile? Yeah, it's like I'm granting myself permission to feel a sense of peace and, ha and happiness again. You know, it, I think a lot of times we hold back. And so it's kind of reminding you to give yourself permission to be okay. And then the other thing that really resonated with me with uh, by what you said is um, treating yourself like a friend. I think when you remove yourself from yourself and um, look at it from a perspective of how what, what would I be saying to a friend that is currently in suffering and is in pain? How would I treat that person? Likely with a lot of compassion. So it's interesting that we don't often do that for ourselves. So taking a moment to remove and have that context and frame is really helpful. 
Excellent. So we'll do this for one minute. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be free from fear and suffering. May I live with love and compassion. May I fully awaken and be free. Have a smile on your face. Feel that warmth in your body. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be free from fear and suffering. May I live with love and compassion. May I fully awaken and be free. Just allow this to penetrate every cell in your body. There's no hurry. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be free from fear and suffering. May I live with love and compassion. May I fully awaken and be free. And if your mind wanders, just bring it back to the breath. Don't have to change your breath. Just be aware of the breath. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be free from fear and suffering. May I live with love and compassion. May I fully awaken and be free. Thank you for walking us through those exercises. They were really helpful. Excellent. So, well, let's talk now about some fixes, right? Yeah. First thing is, uh, I I want to under, people to understand the techniques we are going to teach now are not in lieu of therapy or medication, right? Right. Medication has place, a therapy has a place. And if you suffer from depression or anxiety, get professional help. Mm-hmm. My classic example is, if you got a wound on your leg, right? It turns septic. You don't see, hey, is it going to be septic for two or three days? You're going to get help. And the same thing is with mental conditions. Don't try to, to diagnose it. Get professional help. And now, before it used to be 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, a doctor was not very familiar with mental health conditions, but now they are. And most good doctors will send you to a proper therapist or psych, a psychiatrist. So we are going to share about four or five um, what I call symptom-based quick fixes. So the first one is physical pain or health conditions. So many of the friends of mine, many students suffer from both pain and physical, uh, you know, physical pain, and then they have emotional pain. And also they fall ill sometimes. So the first thing I I tell them is do the breathing exercise. It's very good. Do the loving kindness meditation. Regular meditation may not be relevant, but this blessing meditation is a very good exercise. And I'll share the link. The other one that comes about is sleep. Now, here's the problem. They somehow equate long sleep to restless restfulness that's not happens sometimes when you are in depressed state when you get up after a long sleep you are still exhausted yes that's happened to me many times i feel even more tired despite the fact i had ample sleep and beyond that so 
The, what, what is the recommended amount of sleep? Right. So the, here's the good news. There's no recommended amount of sleep. It's more the quality of sleep. Okay. And here, next time you have this problem, set your alarm to set 15 or 30 minutes before your allotted time. So let's assume you get up at 7.30 every day, right? Set it to 7 o'clock and get up. And why is that so? We believe that there's something called REM sleep, right? Mm -hmm. The REM sleep normally is a good sleep. But for people with dep depression and anxiety, it's their mind going overactive. And instead of getting restful sleep, those dreams actually mess them up. And that's why you feel exhausted. Now, you may not remember your dream, but definitely it's related to that. So actually, it's non-intuitive. Getting up 30 minutes before your normal time and start doing walking or something like that. Now, good news is your body will catch up that sleep next eve next time and this is where it's important right it doesn't matter if you sleep seven hours or eight hours if it's restful sleep that counts got it okay so so what do you recommend someone does as they're preparing for sleep to ensure that they have quality sleep very good question and that's the standard thing right your, your grandmother always recommended that drink a warm beverage before you go stay off phones. I try, I switch off the phone at least an hour before I go to bed. I do not read in bed. If necessary, I'll then, and no TV watching. If you have a TV in a bedroom, don't do that because your mind is overactive when it goes there. Now, if you want to do a really well thing is journal something that you are grateful for. And that actually ensures sleep. And again, we'll sh I'll share a link on sleep patterns. That's an important topic that will be very helpful. Mm -hmm. And as you said, it, it plays an important role in um, helping cope with depression, right? Yep, exactly, exactly. And it's the quality of sleep, not the quantity of sleep. It's the quality of sleep. And how do you do that is, like you said, prepare properly for it and get up 30 minutes from where you normally get up and see how that impacts. Uh, and your body will get trained with that. But when you're kind of in a depressive mind state um, or state of mind, how do you find the motivation to get out of bed? Very good. Very good. Now, that's the beauty of it. In today's talk, we are not going to talk about the causes of depression. There's like there's a genetic component to it. There's a, you know, there's a hormonal, there's a hormonal component of it. If, for example, if you are you delivered a baby, there's something called postpartum depression. So there's biochemistry changes. Right. But here's the key thing. We all have habits that enhance our anxiety or depression. And so all these techniques that I'm going to share, right, three or four techniques, and we'll, we'll provide a link also, get into the habit of practicing it before it happens. Because most of the people I know who have anxiety and depression, they know the triggers. And that's where it is good to share this with a trusted friend or somebody who can text you. And so you can text them and say, hey, I'm getting there. And they will say, hey, this is what you promised to do. And all the techniques I'm going to talk about, right? they all take two minutes or less. Now, if I were to tell you, pile, go for a walk for 30 minutes, you're going to say, no, it's, it's too much work. 
But if I say just walk around the block, you're more likely to do that. Would you agree with me? Yeah, it feels like a more tangible step um, that you can implement right away. So after breathing techniques, right, the box mm -hmm. breathing I showed you, uh, that's a very easy one to do just for two minutes. Most people don't even need an app for that. They, they learn box breathing, very simple. It's four count hold, four count inhale, four count hold, four count exhale. Like it's pretty simple. You practice it three or four times, it gets very easy to do that. The second one is the blessing meditation. And I have cards with that. You can just write it down in a card and keep it. I think you have one of my cards with those blessing meditation written on that. Very easy. Uh, some of my students take two minutes to write it down. It gives them that change. The third one is physical activity. If you dance to a favorite song and say, hey, I'm going to just dance to this song, it'll get you out of the inertia. Do you have any favorite uplifting songs? For my, my it's for me, it's the happy song by Pharrell. What is your favorite song? That's a good one. For me, it's um, Dance With Somebody by Whitney Houston. Like, you know, the, you're the third person who are tell, who's telling me this week when I asked about that. Oh, that's really? A great song. It is that, a great that's, song. I mean, that's a really great song. Right? Gets you up on your feet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let, let's actually, that's a great do. Let, let's do a quick uh, want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, dance with somebody. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's do a minute of that and let's see how you feel about that. Uh, I feel like that, that one you can't go wrong with. And same goes for Happy by Pharrell. I feel like those are two songs that you just can't go wrong with. <laughs> you know? Okay. Now, okay. Can you hear? Oops. Can you hear the, see the song? I, I can see the screen. I'm not sure that the audio will carry, but we okay. can... Um, we can see and if not if this isn't working then we can try uh, it later on okay so yeah those right. of you listening just um when, once we end this this episode pop in your happy song right yep and you, you can take mine or dr k's too <laughs> you're welcome to it <laughs> so that's one thing right song yeah. and then dance to that song yeah i don't care how ridiculously you look there's something about physical activity that transforms yeah. Okay, the third one people feel is isolation. There's a sense of ice. The first one is pain. We talk about pain. Second one is sleep. Third one is isolation. When you're depressed, you feel isolated. This is the one. Use a Zoom or go and see somebody you love face to face. There's something about a face the brain accepts that a phone call doesn't do. So when you feel depressed, have two or three family members whom you can talk on the phone, video chat, and share that with them. And somebody you can see in the house, go see them. And two minutes, just tell them, hey, I want to talk to you for two minutes. I'm feeling depressed. You know, whatever, take that. That will break that. And you can literally set a two-minute clock and, and do that. And you will see there's a shift on that. The difference you'll feel yeah and it's, it's good to know that you can also do this over the phone or through zoom because i know now in the COVID world we might not have the opportunity to go see someone in person if if you're isolating due to that or you know as restrictions change so um it's good to know that that's still an option to do it virtually the other one 
I often see, and this is a taboo topic, right? Nobody talks about, is loss of sex drive. And I need you to understand, when you are depressed, you are not alone. You are impacting the people around you who are the loved ones. Mm -hmm. You think you're putting a smiley face. No, they can sense you're depressed. Yeah. Your closest friends will say, what is wrong with you? Right. Right. And what do we do? We'll put a smiley face. No, acknowledge saying, hey, I'm feeling depressed. And if you have, uh, so you, if you're single, it's different. If you, if you know, you're if you are in a relationship, it's different. But sex drive is a very important thing. And I like to say intimacy, sexuality, sensuality. And I'm telling you, sensuality and pleasure are fundamentally very important for us. So now how do we do that? Now, let's assume we can't have sex. Right. What do we do? We go and eat. And eating is a sensual pleasure. There are times, right, we pick out an ice cream, though we are full. Why? Because our brain wants to be awarded by that sensuality. And so I tell people, take time to acknowledge that sensuality. Wear clothes that make you feel nice. Right. Mm -hmm. um, masturbation is absolutely acceptable. Now, there are, there are couples, right, who feel that they can't masturbate because they're in a marriage. No, there's nothing there. Sometimes your self-satisfaction is very important. I know there are women who can't org orgasm in regular sex, but they can orgasm only when they have, uh, when they masturbate. Right. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel ashamed about it. Your body needs that physically. Yeah, and as you, as you stated in, in the first episode, right, the, of our uh, two part series, it's a it's a primitive primal instinct. It's it's something that we were designed. Our brains were designed for it, and it's a very powerful way to get us out of that sexual, you know, that 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 hunger. You don't have that sexual appetite, right? Right, you're out and, of your rut. Mm -hmm. Right. So what you do is. If you have a spouse, you have a loved one, boyfriend, girlfriend, right? Say, hey, I don't feel like having sex, but can we just cuddle? Right? And even if you don't feel like cuddling, just hug your spouse and let your spouse know that he or she is needed. Mm -hmm. And then enjoy the sensuality of the experience. Sometimes what will happen is that it'll, it'll harness and it'll improve your libido. And guess what? You may end up having sex. But that's not the goal. The goal is to feel that closeness. Mm -hmm. And guess what? In two to five minutes, you can feel that brain hormones activating and getting you old. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Th this is the thing. Then the, the fourth one is food, right? Sometimes there's loss of appetite. So what I do is tell people, take some foods that you like. So my favorite is vanilla chocolate, vanilla um, mint chocolate chicken ice cream, right? That's one of my favorite. Mm -hmm. And when I get this urge to eat, I will just take one small ball. I'll put some protein powder. I'll put some fruits in it and then enjoy that little one cup. And if you are mindful of eating that ice cream, it changes your brain because, you know, the receptors are changing that depression habit. Right. And how do you set boundaries to prevent overindulgence? And that is just being mindful. That's just okay. being mindful. So for example, my my bad habit is I'll be watching TV and I'll have a big bowl of ice cream and eat it when I'm watching 
that's clearly a dumb thing to do. But do <laughs> I do it once in a while? I do it absolutely. Sure. Right. But the point is, that's not my habit. And so this is all about habits. Right? So let me summarize very quickly what the first one is. Uh, first one is breathing and the loving kindness meditation, not the traditional meditations, the loving kindness meditation. Uh, second about the sleep, try to get up 30 minutes before you normally get up. Third one is physical activity, just two minutes dancing to music or doing some activity that you enjoy. Physical activity, especially, right? If you don't like a particular physical activity, don't do it for the sake of the physical activity. Do something that you enjoy. If you don't like yoga, go do a dance class. If you like yoga, do yoga. But that's that's the important thing. Mm -hmm. um, and we talked about sex, right? Um, sensuality and intimacy is more important than the actual sex. Masturbation is absolutely acceptable. And then the last one is heating food that is healthy for you eating it mindfully, that will change your brain. Do, do those habits sound like a good st starting point? Yeah, they do. I think those um, adjustments sound like they could be very helpful in, in moving away from a depressive state. So Excellent. for sure. Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. My Well, my question for you is, uh, you know, as, as we wrap up, just say someone comes to me or another friend and says, Hey, I'm depressed. Like, like you recommended that someone should say, what does that person, what should that person say back? How should that person respond? And what I tell you is train two or three of your friends to tell you what to tell them, right? What they should tell you. And one of the easiest one is tell, ask your friend to tell you, what I would say is talk. I would tell my friend, if you're feeling depressed, tell me more. And just getting this art of talking to them, and I'm not giving them any solutions, just showing I'm listening to them and saying I love you. And there's some of my friends who just like hugs. They'll say, Dr. K, I need a hug. And they'll get a hug. Right. right. And so that's the important part is teaching your friends what they should do with you. And there's some, there's some students who will come and say, hey, Dr. K, I'm feeling depressed. Give me one or two ideas. In that case, I'll say, hey, you know, try the breathing exercise. But in most cases, I'll say, let me give you a hug. Let's talk about it. And, 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 that. and so that's why you need to train your friends and your family uh, what to do. It's, it's a very important thing. And Prepare then do you all also... these things, right? Practice them. Yeah. And do you also recommend that they also seek professional help if they need it and find resources? And this is one I really, I'm glad you brought this up, is anytime you have feelings of suicide, right? Teach your family and friends not to panic, but walk you comfortably through it. And, you know, now there's a new line called... Um, it's called the 888. It's called the lifeline. It's called 988. If you dial that number anywhere in the United States, I think it's from July 22nd onwards, but I think Chicago, it's already there. They'll take you directly to the national suicide line. And research has shown again and again, when you talk to somebody about your suicide intention, the chances of you taking suicide are much less. Right? So that's the, that's the only red flag. If you feel suicidal, train people around you to explain that and, and do that. 
And that's the other thing when you are depressed and your society, you think you don't matter. And when you train other family friends to reinforce your importance in their life, it makes a difference. So that, that's that's a very key question you asked. Good. Any other questions? Um, just where can people find resources? Excellent, excellent. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll compile a list of these papers um, that the, you, the state has many good, um, the government has very good websites. CDC is a very good website. Uh, there are mental health websites run by the government, by the health services department that I'll put on the link that are very helpful. Please check out my blog, uh, my blog post. There are several blog posts on that. And keep this conversation going on because this is a problem that COVID has actually exaggerated, you know, this problem has got worse. And you right. could have timed this podcast uh, much better. Great. Uh, yes, and just to remind folks that that resource and the, the blog can be found at your website, correct? Meditation-magic.com. Go to the blog post and you'll find, put the word key depression or anxiety and you'll find a bunch of articles there. Okay, great. And we still want to hear from you. So if you have follow-up questions, feel free to submit them. Dr. K will be available to respond um, at bit.ly slash heal anxiety depression. And heal is capitalized H, anxiety capitalized A, depression capitalized D. Um, so with that, I just want to say thank you once again for joining us and spending time and walking us through some exercises and coping mechanisms. So grateful. This has been really helpful, especially during Mental Health Awareness Month, especially as everyone is currently navigating such a heightened political climate, a lot going on in the world, um, a lot of stressors. So I think, like you said, this is coming at a great time. Thank you so much, Dr. K. We really thank appreciate you. it. Wow. All right, everyone, we will see you next time. Hey, it's me again. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, and I really hope you did, please subscribe to the show on your favorite streaming service so that you're notified when new episodes are posted. Also, be sure to follow The Quo on social media at The Quo Media across all platforms for the latest and greatest. Thanks again for joining, supporting, and uplifting the Quo community, or as I like to call it, our cohort. Catch you next time.